It's a bitch hunt. 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 July 4th, 2074. Pretty crazy how, how these last uh, long 55 years 55 have gone. years have gone. Children that were born in 2019 are now eligible for senior discounts. <laughs> yeah, man, those kids, they grow up so fast. Ice caps, gone. Oceans. Clouds gone. Clouds, not a thing anymore. Didn't see that one coming. Especially with the extra liquid water on the on the surface of our planet you'd think that there'd be more clouds but no channing channing tatum also gone that was matinee movies cost 50 cents more that is that is the biggest travesty of them all frankly i'm kind of surprised that movie theaters are still a thing what with all the ocular enhancements and brain computers that we have but some people still like the old school it's it's a nice kind of old time novelty kind of like uh Going out to uh, a drive-in or something, you know, or going down to the local soda fountain. Yeah, or or or, or gearing up the jukebox, or using the old crank on your car to start up the engine. Oh, or wearing boy, remember clubs. remember when we started that podcast? Low those fifty-five years ago, and we we did some we did some pitches. What do I, you say, old timers? Should we do that again? You know, for old times' sake. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm kind of an old-fashioned guy. <laughs> you like old fashions? <laughs> Not anymore. I am now 58 years sober. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, I did. But yeah, I'm ready to put Aren't... my mouth into the microphone one more time. One more time. Flap my lips. Flap those lips. Imagine how great it would be if we could take this recording... And send it back in time somehow. Well, well good time, thing that time we have, travel was just invented. Yeah, and we have some RSS uh, time technology. RSS now stands for really super super slow feed. A feed that's so slow that it, that goes, it goes back in time. In time. <laughs> yeah, oh you'll, man, you'll, you'll under- listeners that, in 2019, you'll understand that. That's what Einstein years. theorized, right? Is if you just go slow enough, right, you'll travel back in time. Eventually, that's destined to happen. That's what EMC squared stands for. Is e every muscle counts when going? Every muscle constricts slow. twice, and when, yeah. as we know, when something constricts twice, you go back in time. Again, this will all become more. Uh, more self-apparent to you people in about 55 years assuming we are gonna release this in 2019 yeah i guess we we, we've sent people back in time but audio no I, I guess we already established that audio does go back in time through the really slow sound yeah Indeed. physics 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 or as they're known now funzics my video cut out for a good 15, 20 seconds, and I'm shocked you're still talking about this. <laughs> it was closer to a minute, and we were trying to, we were trying to fill air. So. Hey, remember back in 2019 how there were still, I mean, it was kind of dying out, but there were still original movie ideas? That seems, that seems wrong to me. I don't I think. I know, it's weird. I think that, that trend stopped earlier in the aughts. No, I'm pretty sure there was still there were still movies that they were called they were just called boots, I think. They're called boots? Yeah. And, and they didn't have a number at the end of them? No, they were just called boots because they were they were the first of, of them. So like there was no re before the boot. So it was there was no yes, there was so no it's like, re. Like kinda like a pre boot is what yeah. you're trying pre-boot. to say. Because remember yeah. like before uh, before they called it re meant like again as opposed to like doing a reply right yeah. I, yeah i i remember that a little in bit in emails i i remember that a little bit yeah 
Much in the same way. Well, well, should we pitch some reboots of our own? Yeah, let's do it. I guess we could do that. Send them back through time. Uh, Well, I, I hope it. I hope it works, and it doesn't get sent back and make us sound like a bunch of big old dinguses. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but if yeah. it does that is the only reason why well how about instead of pitching them we just talk about the movies that we already made oh yeah in, you know all these great these great movies that we made that will from be our yeah that'll be much easier that'll be much easier than coming up but with let's ideas. talk about them as if we're pitching them <laughs> what a fun just little for the exercise. continuity what for a the novel ar- idea the really slow Super slow feed. Really, really super slow feed. Well, why don't you start out with that directorial debut of yours? Well, okay. Right. Well, so I've I got to dig deep down into the old archival tomes of 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 movie history um, and the recesses of your mind. You know, because you can't do a reboot of a movie that has come out after 2019 because our our audience our our dumb old timey 2019 audience just won't understand <laughs> and on the on the pitch on pitch on we do not mess with spoilers <laughs> hell no we respect our listeners too much so way back in uh 1999 <laughs> way back in 1997 <laughs> it seems like an impossibly long time ago 1997 believe it or not i was six years old for um, part of that year for part of that year the other part of that year i was only five years old <laughs> remember back when years were only 365 <laughs> days long <laughs> before we got shoved away from the sun as a way to mitigate the rising temperatures <laughs> what a great idea that was by the way <laughs> way back in the year 1997 uh there was a blockbuster movie it seems quaint now because uh back back you know it it seems it seems like just like a uh, we now that the whole world is made out of water like the idea of a giant ship sinking just seems like a it's just like a thing it's an everyday thing you know like what what is that crazy thing that they they dreamt up that that ship ran into Oh, oh man some kind yeah. of a so evidently if you uh take the temperature lower which is a tough concept Wait. right like so temperature talking... as it turns out goes in a different direction we're, we're used to the idea of temperature only rising right as it right? has every but day there's actually back in the day temperature could fall and when that happened to water enough it it got all hard wait like like it turned into a rock it it was it got ba- yes. sexually aroused it basically it basically it it, it kind of turned into a sexually aroused rock so um, a, a water boner yes it's like a destroyed water- a ship what yeah and it destroyed a ship it thrust its big water boner through the bow of a ship and it's 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 pulsing veiny throbbiness a- just ripped that ship to shreds what kind um, and of was, a crazy time was this when they showed porno movies in regular theaters? Yeah. Everybody Is this kn- the movie Perfect Storm that we're talking about with we're not, George Clooners? George uh, Clooners? George Is, Clooners. Was that his name? It's pretty amazing that he's still alive. I guess it's not that amazing. 100, 120 years well, once old they, isn't that Once old. they found out a way to destroy aging for the super rich... Um, you know george clooney clooners as his name he he was able to get immortality but the the way the science worked out he needed to to change his name to george clooners people with y's at the end of their name die it's just like a weird fact of science it was also because the vanity plate clooney was taken Yeah, yeah. I Which is the new for the that. new way we identify ourselves? I apologize for that. I never should have tried to steal his identity, but that was so many years ago now that bygones can be bygones. Man, it's really it's tough having to explain all of these concepts to our 2019 audience. Should we just pretend for the rest of the episode like we are, are in 2019? 2019? I feel like yeah. 
we could do my that. My old brain can't handle this. My my <laughs> aged yeah, my aged Alzheimer's brain is is struggling a little bit with this. Yeah, okay. since you're not super rich. Nope. Well, uh, <laughs> I stay dear true audience, to myself. this was a joke. This was a joke. We were doing a bit. We pretending to be from the future, but we're not from the future. Definitely didn't come up with that bit after we had started recording either. And therefore no. had very little, as in zero time, to think through the implications of the complications that we had added <laughs> for ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely not. It is 2019 now. Wow, this shirt feels so 2019-ish. It's it made is. out of cotton. Cotton. Ah, oh, that's right. Sorry. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> I was talking about Titanic, by We're the way. About Titanic. Not Deep Blue Sea or whatever you thought I was talking about. The Perfect Storm. Perfect Storm. Although Deep Blue Sea would be a pretty good reboot. Pretty gnarly. Absolutely. But we're not going to do that. We're going to do Titanic. <laughs> not in this I'm episode. I'm rebooting t- t- Titanic. Okay. It can right. Can twenty two years? That's see, enough. This is we're doing reboots, not remakes. Right. Well. We had this conversation. <laughs> it was about two hours ago now, but we had this conversation and explicitly said that in order for there to be a reboot, it has to be a franchise. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and Titanic isn't a franchise. It was never made a franchise. <laughs> Starting in the year 2030. Hey, guys. Yeah. Should we just start this over? No. No. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. This is going great. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm just having a tough time thinking up uh, what franchises there have been. You know what? Long enough ago that would warrant a reboot. Titanic it doesn't is have fine. to be from long Titanic ago. is fine. There's a Spider-Man reboot like every 10 minutes. And there also is... I'm pretty sure there is a Titanic too. What? What? <laughs> it can't be canon. Titanic, <laughs> Titanic 2, 2 is a planned ocean liner intended to be functional. A functional uh, modern day replica. You mean like it's historically? You're, you're saying historically there was a boat that was going to be called Titanic 2? Yeah, I also thought that there was like a made-for-TV Titanic too, but you know what? Since Will has already started <laughs> pitching this idea, wrong as it may be, I say we just let him keep going. Let me do it, Luke. All right. Audience, okay. vote now on your phones. Should Will be allowed to pitch a reboot of Titanic? And the votes are in. That is all ten people who have <laughs> liked our podcast all said yes. So. <laughs> It's the answer is the answer is ten to zero. Will can do a reboot of Titanic. Sorry, Luke, you've been overruled. And or a reboot me. of Titanic. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, but no uh, more puns. That since in light of that bad pun, can we cast a a revote? A revote. <laughs> okay. Or a reboot. There. <laughs> okay. Uh. Now, now you're starting to change my mind, Will. <laughs> There were some hanging chads in that uh, in that vote that we just took, right. though. So get on with it. Get on with it if you must. All right. So who's the 2019 Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I'm talking about who's the 2019 1997 Leonardo Jake, DiCaprio? Jacob Tremblay. Trimble. He's a little too Trembley. young. I Jacob Tremblay. Jake. Yeah, Jacob Tremblay. The guy who was, uh, he was in both, uh, mm, The Room. The Room, and he was also in the movie about the little boy with the facial deformity, and he was also in other movies. He's a very good actor, but he's a little young. He's not a teen heart, <laughs> he's not a teen heartthrob. He's barely a teen, <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go with, uh... Justin Bieber and Haley no, Baldwin. No, 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 no. Okay, now I am firmly off board. Let me do it. I am firmly off board. Off board of the yeah the, the ship. boat. Off, off, Jacob's, off the Jacob's walking the plank and <laughs> oh, taking God. an exit from that. You too. Oh man. Okay. Well, how about we do it a reboot of Titanic except with old people? <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah, it's young people remembering when they were old and on the Titanic because they're all Benjamin Buttons. 
Yes. Okay. It's a reboot of Benjamin Button plus the Titanic. Which also wasn't a franchise, and so also by our rules can't be rebooted. <laughs> so J- Jacob Jacob uh, Tromboli. <laughs> That's his first name, right? <laughs> Tromboli is his first name. Yeah. Jacob Tromboli. He is uh, thinking back on his life. He's like, oh, remember back when I was. Young and looking a lot like Brad Pitt. By which you mean Brad Pitt? Okay. Benjamin Button. Yeah. Okay. And so fast forward to actually fast backward to Brad Pitt. He's on the Titanic, but he's Benjamin Button. This and he is, survives okay, this, this encounter. Is so much more of a crossover movie than it is a reboot that it's impossible to ignore. I haven't actually seen Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to make my job really hard. This is a terrible pitch. <laughs> this is an awesome pitch. He's going to have the rat beard from like, you know, you know, like the, the, the long gangly from rat, rat beard. Yeah. He's going to have that. Okay. And he's going to be uh, born in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin, just like in the original movie. But that- he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna board in England and meet this this beautiful old but also Benjamin Buttony. Oh wait, what if she wasn't Benjamin Buttony? That so, would like, be a real twist. He's really young, but he wants but like he he still like falls in love with this older lady who's played by um Cloris Leachman. Uh, <laughs> Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that old. I was thinking maybe like um, a Halle Berry. How old are you thinking, Will? I was thinking like between fifty and sixty. Halle Berry between- fits in that range. Pretty sure. Yeah. Seem- sure. Okay. okay. She was big back back in the nineties too. She was so, quite slim and trim, Will. That's rude of you to say. I'm just saying she was Catwoman. A movie that everybody defi- loved. Her defining role. I think that What a role to be defined by. <laughs> so anyway, they're on the Titanic. The thing about this premise is like it's a reboot, right? So the the is plot it? is basically just the Titanic except with some buttony stuff in there as well, you know? Yeah. The other thing about this premise is that it's not really a reboot and it's also not that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's hella great, man. It has the it changes the uh premise um a little bit just because they're not, Benjamin not Buttony. Not in any functional and also way, it takes a really 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 long time for the Titanic to sink. So like <laughs> so like it uh, takes Bradley so long Pitt that is, he is, is aging, aging backwards while this is happening. I'm having a hard time imagining that. He would have to age backwards like 20 years for him to not look like Brad Pitt. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, first of all, his rat beard sort of falls off a little bit. So he looks young. He looks kind of like a mid-aughts Brad Pitt. Now, does it fall off or does it suck into his face? It's a good. Uh, I don't. Know, how did it work in the original Benjamin Button? I, I guess he was just clean shaven. Yeah, the whole there wasn't way through, any wasn't facial he? hair involved. I think. I don't know why you would know that, having not seen it. Well, you know, I I might have perused it at one point. So anyway, our our boy Brad, our boy Bradley, uh, global warming has really warmed up the earth. So they're just having a tough time finding an iceberg to, to run smash into. into. Yeah. Oh, that's another uh, reason why this is a a a refreshed reboot. Is like, first of all, global warming is is a thing, and then also, um, in order to cool down the ocean, they're trying to break icebergs into smaller ice cube. Yeah, there's like a a crazy like super zealot like like his heart's in the right place. He's just trying to do it for the environment, but he's kind of crazy and. The ship captain just really wants to break up those ice icebergs so that he can cool down the the ocean to save the fishes. Right, and you, you got. But it takes him twenty years enough time for Brad Pitt to age backwards. 
And in all of those 20 years, the ship is slowly sinking? Is it just... It's, no, is no, 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 no. It's just going very... back and forth around oh, okay. the Arctic, trying to find icebergs to hit, and, like, narrowly missing them over and over again. So is this, like, a research vessel, or is this a passenger ship that, like, people agreed to be on for a very long time while it went about its mission trying to smash icebergs? You know, it's, it's like, a weird situation um, where... The passengers don't really question the fact that they've been on this boat for a really long time. Do they all also have amnesia? Uh, close. Ooh, they all have. It, it turns out they were all dead the whole time! Oh! This is also a Sixth Sense reboot! <laughs> From also the Sixth not Sense a franchise. franchise! Not a franchise. <laughs> It's uh, it's literally one of the only M Night Shyamalan movies that hasn't become a franchise in retrospect. Right, right. Well, the true M Night Shyamalan twist is that Titanic and Benjamin Button and The Sixth Sense are sequels of one another, and we just like didn't know it the whole time. That, that would have landed as a surprise a lot better if you hadn't been throwing surprises at us, Fast and Furious. <laughs> What I'm doing is and I'm if just it, like if the twist were actually clever and not just like a sloppy grab at <laughs> trying to save this random, idea. Some random threads of <laughs> intelligence. I'm like I'm like you've caught me with my pants down and I'm just trying to run out the door and I'm just like hurling twists at you to slow you down as I try to exit out the rear, you know. That's yeah. what's happening with this pitch. The problem is yeah, the problem is we know that. <laughs> It's a good pitch, though, right? No. It's right? a pitch. It's a pitch. Is it? It's a reboot. It's, it's not, not a reboot. It's not a reboot. It's a reboot. It is a pitch. It's not a reboot. But you know what? It had a lot of words in it. Do you ship it? Mm. Are we going to have our first non-ship of the season? Uh, You've already not shipped something. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. But you'll be the first person with two non-ships. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dubious distinction. All right, I want to hear Jacob's reboot. Okay. If he's so clever. I never claimed to be clever. And uh, uh, I never claimed that I had a decent reboot, but I will pitch something. But you have a reboot. I do correct? have a reboot. Because the, the property that I chose is a franchise. Is it a love triangle? It's not a love triangle, because that's not the theme of this episode. <laughs> Although, there could be a love triangle involved. We'll have to see as the pitch evolves. Mm. Um, so, 1997 was a good year for, for movies. We already have, Yeah, the Titanic came out then. Exactly. We have a pitch uh, from that, that year, or uh, from a movie that was released in that year. Now... If I were to tell you that there was a movie that came out in 1997 that won two Oscars. I would say it's probably Speed. You got it. Oh. Also, it came out in 1994. <laughs> when I said 1997, what I really meant was 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Speed 2, Cruise Control, came out in 97. That was, uh, I guess... Maybe and that's I, the movie that solidified it as, as a, a franchise, franchise, which is key for the reboot. Thank you, Luke. You, that is some top-notch saving you just did of my of my errors. So, the Speed franchise, widely known as one of the franchises that exists in the movie history, and yes. also one of many excellent franchises that Keanu Reeves is a part of. Um, sadly, after Speed 2 tried to replicate the success of the first Speed movie, which was pretty much predicated on, you know, the fact that there was actually speed involved in it, uh, which, you know, is in the title setting. Mm -hmm. And Sandra Bullock. And Sandra Bullock, which was a big, a big plus. Um, for those of you who don't know, speed is the, the classic film where Keanu Reeves has to uh, thwart a plot by Dennis Hopper. Yep. Uh, Jeff Daniels is involved. Jeff Daniels is Keanu's partner. Jeff Daniels. On the bomb squad. Is Keanu's... No, FBI? Something, something... Yeah, they're like, like FBI bomb detectives. Intelligence related, yeah. Um, 
And in the movie, Dennis Hopper has this very sinister plot of rigging a, a city bus to explode. Uh, once it reaches 50 miles an hour, it can no longer go under 50 miles an hour. If it does, uh, it'll explode. Fantastic premise for an action movie. Fantastic premise for a thriller. Fantastic premise for a Keanu Reeves uh, masterclass. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's really a, though. Pick pick a genre. Pick any actor. It's a fantastic premise. Yeah, it's a genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, sort of juxtaposition of countervailing incentives. You know, you don't want to go fast. You want to slow down in a dangerous situation, <laughs> but you and, can't slow down, can you? And yeah. when you're going to blow the, up. There are, it's the kind of premise guys like us dream of pitching one day. <laughs> if only we could be that clever. Uh, but the thing is, we're not. So instead, we ride on the coattails of movies like that. Now, Speed 2, <laughs> as a contrast, is set, and correct me if I'm wrong, on a cruise ship. Yes. Notoriously not a fast-moving vehicle. And because of that, and because of the the lack of Sandra Bullock, who I should mention was no, 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 she's in it, but Keanu's oh, not. That's what it is, right? So now I just looked up uh, by accident because I was unable to clear my Google thing. I I looked up Titanic speed by accident on uh-huh. Google just now. Yeah, the Titanic tro it went up to twenty six miles per hour. That's surprising to me. Yeah. So, wait, is this another Titanic reboot you're pitching? I already did one, Jacob. <laughs> it's it's not. It's actually, there are some similarities to it, but it is not a Titanic reboot. Okay. As I All was right. saying, though, Speed 2. Hit me at the mode with of transportation. Hit, hit me with it. Well, I'm still in the, in the process of explaining Speed 2, which I only vaguely remember. I saw that movie once. I've seen the original Speed probably a good ten times, as it is, it's up there as one of... I wouldn't say one of my favorite movies, but a movie that I enjoy a lot. Speed 2, set on a cruise ship. The big big problems with that are, as I have already messed up, Keanu Reeves is the one who didn't come back for it. Two, yep. there was the sense of peril was just, it's not there when you're on a giant cruise ship that just isn't moving that fast. Um, so, I think that that, uh, that really, the lack of, of speed in a movie titled Speed is the reason that the franchise didn't continue after that. So, in my reboot, we're going super fast. Uh, How fast? Like Sonic fast? Like Sonic the Hedgehog fast, yes. I don't know exactly how fast he is purported to go, but his catchphrase is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, gotta go fast? Uh, I think that's right. uh, Maybe. (laughs) Well, is it going to be Chris John Guzman fast? Ooh. So yeah, how fast and what's the vessel? So if the vessel in question was a Major League Baseball player, they might be able to replicate Christian Guzman's best season where he got 20 triples. They might. Now, that takes a lot more than just speed. But fortunately, the vessel also has power, just like Christian Guzman did. He had some pop in that bat. The vessel we're talking about is, of course, a bullet train. What? Yes. So, the movie is set in Japan. Um, I think we have to we have to get Keanu back. Uh, one of the things about reboots is it often has a new cast. In fact, that's that's kind of a prerequisite for doing a reboot. But because he was cut out of Speed Two, I think having him star in Speed Three, we're just we're doing it. Because I can't see anybody. Oh, but it, it can't be a sequel, though. It has to be a reboot. You know what? You're right. I'm going to take Keanu Reeves out because he can't exist. You could reboot him into a different character who's the main character. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That would be confusing for audiences. So instead, uh, we're going to have for a main character, Kira Knightley. Mm. Yeah, I like it. My doppelganger, Luke's Luke's doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, Luke looks exactly like Kira Knightley, as as determined by CelebrityFaceMatch.com, something like that. Yep, ninety eight percent match. Ninety eight percent match with Kira Knightley. So just imagine that, uh, but a dead ringer with a rugged beard and a little bit less hair and significantly more muscles. 
Um, and you got Luke. Yes, but, but the same like slender and and, and elegant physique, s- slender and seductive <laughs> physique. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but enough about Luke. This movie is all about speed, which Bullet Train has <laughs> in spades. Uh, so Kira Knightley is uh, she is a a teacher in Japan who takes the bullet train to work every day. She teaches English in Tokyo. And she's on her regular commute to work. Uh, She lives out in the countryside, which is why she needs to use the bullet train to get to work. And she realizes on her way to work that, lo and behold, there's some sort of criminal mastermind who has rigged this, this train to explode if it goes under 200 miles an hour. Which is, oh, dang. as you can oh, imagine, damn. a bit of a problem because that's that's cruising. Like, wait, that's the original speed was how many miles per hour? Fifty miles an hour. Oh man! So this speed is four times more intense. This is yeah. This is four times as speedy as the original speed, which probably means that it'll win four times as many Oscars. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, so I'm, what are what are the perils that they're facing here? Well, the, we have other trains that are ahead of them on the track. Other trains that are ahead of them on the we track. We have the ultimate end of the track. End of the track, which is it really going to come up fast? And also, it has we have bends that they need to take slower. That they should take slower, and if they don't take it slower, motion sickness is going to be a, a real big issue as well. Everyone on the train just vomiting. Every, everybody's right. going to be puking everywhere, <laughs> and things are going to get super. Oh man! And, super then, stinky. and then you got people slipping on the puke. Got That's people a slipping on the, on the yeah, puke. Yeah, I I have been on a high speed train, and it feels really? like you're hardly moving at all. I must say. Well, if you're going around like sharp turns at 200 miles an hour, I think it would That's feel true. a little bit different. The, You'd feel the G's. right. The G force would be pretty vomit inducing. Um. So. Eventually, what's going to happen is they're going to be rapidly approaching the end of the line, and the the conductor is going to have to make a uh, a very tough choice. And what he's going to decide to do as they come into Tokyo is take a hard right turn and go onto the road, which is oh. I'm assuming Tokyo is a coastal city. I mean, every I, city is a coastal city, isn't it? A bunch of islands. It's like oh, an archipelago. In, in, in Japan. I thought you were saying just in general. Oh, no. No, I'm talking about the the, the Great Kingdom of the Japan. The Great Kingdom, the Sunrise Kingdom. Um, yeah, we're going to say that it's on the coast because what they're going to do is they're going to buy some time by going out onto the ocean. And because they're going so fast, they're going to hydroplane. And so they're just they're going But gonna, then they sink. That seems like no, a, a worse scenario. No, no, they don't sink. <laughs> because uh this particular bullet train is extremely buoyant and somehow able to maintain momentum. I suppose it is like very thin like uh grade like fiberglass maybe. Fiberglass grade aluminum. Right. You know. And there's a lot of air in it. So, yeah. in any case, for the purposes of this movie, bullet trains can travel on water. Tra- <laughs> I mean, the traveling on water is kind of a, a leap, but what, what is the, the bigger physical issue is being able to maintain momentum without having any connection to the electrical grid. That, yeah. So, the, this, this train has, a, it has solar panels on it that make it go. And those wheels are just... And it can just keep going. They're just spinning so gosh darn fast that they're basically <laughs> acting like... like uh, Okay. They're acting okay. like outboard motors, and they're keeping the train at a, at a reasonable speed. So, this happens. Um, they're, Wait, they're can, off. It, can the See, train Jacob, be like... I, I would argue that the problem with the speed two wasn't that the vehicle was going too no, fast. That was it was th- that the vehicle was on water. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was not the problem with it. Damn it. Luke. Because like, what are the stakes out there? The stakes out there is there. There are a lot of people. You might hit another boat. There are a lot of people. Are sharks. Sharks. The, what the real stakes are though, is that the, the largest ever, uh, trans Pacific yacht competition is going on at the same time. Okay. Oh. You happy now? 
Yeah, <laughs> not really. Can <laughs> they can they uh, steer this train now that not really? They're out on the. That would make sense. I mean, no, you can't steer a train normally. Yeah, Why would you I suddenly just, be able to do it? If if I were watching this movie and suddenly the train jumped the tracks and was skating around on the ocean i would just i would literally laugh at it well you know what you and i have different senses of humor i guess Wait, because well, i would long? feel it's gotta be depreciating speed as it's going no in it this can't water, right? it can't that's the thing it can't go under 200 miles an hour or else just it explodes the, the physics don't add up jacob you know i i disagree like i I'm not even gonna try to pull the. I, I, Wait, so I did the math thing it's, here. It's still going over 200 miles an hour yeah. out on the water. Yeah. The the stakes are still there. We still got the bomb. We still got the we rigging. Still got the bomb. It wasn't in the tracks or anything. It was part of the train. Yes. And 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 this train has now just become aqua train. It's become a hydroplaning aqua train. That's which that's, is that's being that's sustained. The sub, that's it, the subtitle for this movie. It's called. Speed subtitle a new awakening subtitle hydroplaning aqua train because <laughs> that is catchy <laughs> you can't deny that. <laughs> you, got, this, you got me this back. This definitely Jacob. sounds like the type of script Kira Knightley would sign on for. <laughs> <laughs> As we've said before, well, isn't that basically what Pirates of the Caribbean is? It's exactly. just instead of hydroplaning aqua trains, it's <laughs> pirate ships. Yeah, and they're not going yeah, nearly. Yeah, they're not I going nearly right. as fast. Which means that it's not nearly as thrilling. There are all sorts of obstacles on the sea. And because they're going fast, they're not just things that can go around. So at first, they got choppy seas. And the plane's like jumping in the air and trying to avoid, or not even trying to avoid because they can't really steer. They're just, they have to brave these rough seas. Then they have this regatta of yachts, like thousands and thousands of yachts. The train can't really... Well, the train can't steer at all. That's heavily established. So the train's just going at them like basically a, so what do they a gigantic do? What, water. What power dart. do they even have? They don't have any power. This. They just have to hope that the yachts uh, have the wherewithal to get out of the way. And it's of, like the trolley problem, except they don't even have the switch. It's just they the the yachts are fucked. And is Kira Knightley just a passenger? What the hell is her role? She is an English teacher. Uh, <laughs> I know. Th- but, I know that. But also, but why is she important? Also, What's her role in the movie, <laughs> her, she's she's only an English teacher because it was the only job that she can get. But really, she has a a advanced degree in uh, in physics. <laughs> <laughs> which which allows her to inform the the uh, conductor on how these various things are going to go, and also <laughs> it knows a great deal about both geometry and geography. So I'm, she's I'm she's back the one. On board. There, she maybe she just has this sort of like character tick where she's always just like spouting out equations, <laughs> yeah. like fundamental physics <laughs> equations, and then they all come in handy when this. <laughs> This well, calamity happens. To, as you would imagine, they have to do some really quick thinking when the moment of jumping off the track comes. And so that that is her kind of her first time to shine. She's like, You gotta you gotta take a hard right, which apparently you can do on a train, even though I was saying that you can't steer trains. You can't steer them on the water, but she had to calculate in her in her mind in a split second exactly when and where to go. <laughs> so she does, does that. Is there How, it, how do you take a hard right in a <laughs> long train? Well, there's a left there's a left turn that happens, and generally you would slow down and take it gently, but they decide instead to accelerate into the turn, and she she knows because of her advanced physics knowledge exactly how fast they have to be going to jump the tracks. And how fast they have to be going to maintain the momentum while they're on the roads, which they can't really drive on. They can drive on the water because of the previously mentioned offboard motor effect. But see, her her skills come in handy a lot. And what this she checks also out. <laughs> what she also has to do is she has to jury rig some some kind of communication system because the the train was hooked up to like a landline basically that allowed them to communicate with other trains on land. Oh, but it went through the tracks. It went so through they the don't tracks. Have that anymore. And once they get out on the ocean, they have to be able to contact this yacht brigada, regatta. And she, so she has to. Yacht Brigada. So she, so she has to. She has to. You know, basically create a radio system from scratch. And so she's doing all that. Okay. 
She's not. Is there just a point where she's and, like very sure of what you have to do, but then she remembers she forgot to carry the zero at the last <laughs> second, and then she has to change her. She comes. Her she comes sprinting in after having taken a, a celebratory bathroom break. She realizes on the toilet, as we all know, the greatest thinking always happens. Jumps off the toilet, runs to the front, and says, "You gotta carry the zero." And at the vast last second, they're able to to contact the yachts. <laughs> but someone dies because of that. Is there and another point herself. in which she realizes that none of this is possible from a <laughs> physics standpoint? And then she wakes up. She, she realizes no, that her totem has been spinning no, this whole time. That's kind of like the Looney Tunes moment where she realizes that none of it's possible. And as soon as she realizes it's not possible, the train starts to sink. It was <laughs> yes. It was held up, and then. And then Peter Pan arrives and just tells her that all she needs to do is believe. Yeah, exactly. That is also what the speed Wait, of the series is Wait, you can't mix movies. Missing. You <laughs> hypocritical oaf. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will say, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time about the physics, but I, I would be extremely excited to watch a speed reboot starring Keira Knightley. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> so the basic idea, the, the basic contours you got... And everything else is also fantastic. Thank you for yeah. the. Thank you for the everything. Thank you for. Everything. I ship it. No, well, I wasn't done, but you can oh, ship okay, it. Okay, go on. No, no, no. I want to hear well, more. Yeah, how does this end? Basically, it ends by Kira Knightley, uh, who was having a hard time believing in herself. She, she, as uh, a lowly English teacher, not a lowly position at all. English teachers are wonderful, often wait, wait, wonderful wait, wait. people. So, is the reason she's an English teacher because she was like? She wasn't confident enough in her abilities as like a did 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 the rest of the physics community see her as a laughing stock for her wacky theories and yes. those wacky theories for her unlock <laughs> secrets to to, to the physics world. Physics. She like yeah. staked her entire reputational like claims on the fact that trains could be could steered on water. Not yeah. steered, because they, they won't be steered at any point. But the fact that, that she got laughed trains, at out of the Harvard faculty for for saying that you could steer a train on water right. and that was the solution to global warming <laughs> and nobody believed her and nobody you, believed nobody her believed she had her. she had an ace in her pocket oh what if yeah she was the one who she was the villain the whole time she's the one who did this to prove that, to the oh harvard faculty God. disgraced she would prove that this train could hide a plane by by engineering a, a calamity <laughs> You just out-twisted me. I had no twist, and uh, you just, like, served, served me up a, a twist on a silver platter. So you know what? I'm going to go with that. Yeah! It was her all yeah, along. Yeah, I kind of like it. This makes everything make more sense. <laughs> it was her all along. It was a way for her to get back at at these academics who had scorned her. Uh, because yeah, she'd been scorned. Fuck academics. Yeah, because oh, she'd been scorned. She went, on a, she went on a soul-searching mission in Japan. Ended up becoming an English teacher. Um, but then... Just the the genius, she couldn't help it from oozing out of her, and so she she came up with this plot, and then eventually at the end of the day she realizes after getting close to all these vomiting people on the train that she really cares about them and it's more important to save lives than to rub it in people's faces, and so she yeah. is the hero and defuses the bomb just as the plane or the the train comes close to San Francisco and. In a beautiful, fitting tribute, it uh, just kind of cruises up to the beach, <laughs> and uh, and then creates she a giant tidal teaches wave. she teaches everyone on the train to understand her apology in English. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> full exactly. circle. And then she goes back to Harvard and she says, "You know what? I apologize. You were right. You actually can do." The train on water, but it makes everybody throw up, so it's not physically possible. So, so it's just not worth it. It's just too gross. Also, if you don't give me a staff position, I have lots of bomb-making equipment, so I'll blow up Harvard. Yeah, she wants the 10-year track. That's, that's speed. Oh. Fast tracker. That's speed. All right, Dean. <laughs> Fast tracker. I've I've destroyed I've destroyed many a track in my life, but the ultimate track for me is the ten year track. On, on that note, I'm gonna ship it. That was a perfect ending. Yep. Nice. Just ship it away in a freight train. Am I right? Ha! Leaving on a jet train. 
So, Luke, your britches have been super big this whole episode, yeah. so you better have a really fucking good reboot <laughs> that, that totally, totally conscribes to your very narrow definition of reboot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think mine won't be nonsense, so. <laughs> God, get a load of this fucker. <laughs> um, oh, the tension is at an all-time high on the pitch hunt. The franchise comes from straight-to-TV Disney. Before they even identified as DCOM. What? This was a franchise that I saw on VHS. It was made for TV, but was at the local Mr. Movies video store. Many an hour we were kids. was spent in there hemming and hawing over what movies we were going to watch. It's uh, called Not Quite Human. Not Quite, Not quite human. human. I have never heard of it. Me neither. It's about this... Scientist fella who invents Chip, who is an android teenager. Oh, oh robot team. The hijinks so, almost right themselves. Wait, 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 Luke. I sorry. Uh, uh, reboot police swooping in here. Are there multiple of these movies? Of course, because I know what a reboot is. <laughs> there's not quite human. There's still not quite human. And there's no wait. There's not quite human. Not quite human two, and still not quite human. So, is there no subtitle for the second one? No, just oh. not quite human too. All right. Oh, because there's there's probably two androids now, so it's like not quite human, comma T O O. It's the number two. Uh, okay, whatever. Well, there goes that theory. <laughs> they did a bad job. My idea was better. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so I'm taking that idea, right? Uh huh. Someone builds an android kid. Kid? Well. Young, young person. Gotcha. Wait, but isn't the premise with androids that they're that they are human and they've just got robotness grafted onto them? Wait, do I know mm. what an android is? I don't know if I know what an android is. To be honest, are you talking? You're talking like a a, a a robot. I think what? you're you're maybe thinking of a cyborg. Will? Oh, I'm thinking of a cyborg. Yeah, part, no. part human part. Robot. Once again, I'm the wrong one. I'm the wrong one always. No, you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not positive about that. Androids might be human. I'm not sure, looking. but in this movie, Chip was self-aware, self-conscious, and highly intelligent. Okay, it's a good recipe for a a keen teen. But he had no like organic matter. He was all, all metal. Did you say organic? No, he he. I mean, no organic matter. That is correct. But he looked like a person. Okay. So, and so, was played by an actual actor. Oh, so it wasn't. They didn't build a, a humanoid android for this movie. No, he was played by Jay Underwood. Oh, of course, Jay Underwood, <laughs> <laughs> who everybody knows as. He was in The Boy Who Could Fly, ah. Uncle Buck, Oh, Not Quite Human, <laughs> 1 through 3. <laughs> Most importantly. Star Trek Voyager. Oh, wow. He did well for himself. Uh, made some appearances in The West Wing. Wow. So, Jay had a, a very stacked career, obviously. All but built off of this? Was this his first role? It was not his first movie, but it was definitely one of his early movies. Okay, so a, kind of a career-defining role, potentially. Yeah, and he kind of stopped making things in bulk in the early 2000s, but... That's probably when he went off to start his family. Yeah, or we'll say that. Or just became too... <laughs> I don't know much about him, but he was born in Minnesota, like the three of really? us. Really? Nice. So. There's a nice little connection for us. Minneapolis native. No wow. kidding. So but you would have to this you'd have to cast a Minneapolis or a Minnesota actor as the new uh Android teen. Yeah. Uh Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett would be a good pick. Uh Steve Zahn. Jessica Beale. Steve Zahn. Uh <laughs> Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. The ghost of Prince. The ghost of Prince. <laughs> Maybe the best of all of them. Uh, I know other Minnesota. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Chris oh, Pratt, yeah. Chris. born in Minnesota. I'm not sure if he was... Was he born... Yeah, he was born in Minnesota. He wasn't raised in Minnesota, though, I don't think. You know what? I think I'm going to go with Jessica Biel. Jake Johnson. Go with Jessica Biel. Oh. I don't right. even know who Jake Johnson is. He's uh, he's the that one guy from The New Girl. And also, oh. he was in Jurassic World. 
as one of the techies. Yeah, I like He's that been guy. Stuff. He does voice acting too. But anyway, um, a, a big part of this movie is just about this android who's self-aware, trying to figure out his place in the world, right? And learning to assimilate. Okay. And thinking about a reboot, this really popped out to me because when I saw the movie um, Ex Machina, great, great film. Solid yeah, film. No spoiler alerts. Well, this is this is a spoiler. <laughs> the, <laughs> Stop listening for the next fifteen um, Alicia seconds. Alicia Vikander's character is kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. And the movie ends with her venturing out into the world, and then we don't know what happens. Yes. And uh, that made me really curious. I thought, like, what struggles would she have? Oh my god! Yeah. Now that she's gained some freedom, uh, right? And she's done some done some shit to she get that freedom. She's done some real shit, and we have, yeah. We so have... so my reboot of Not Quite Human would have a Jessica Biel, who is exploring those same questions and ideas. No, but she's supposed Dude, to be that's a kid, gnarly. right? What? Is she supposed to be a kid, or are we just throwing that part of it away? Well, this guy was a teenager, but then throughout the movies, he like went through college, and I think maybe he graduated. Okay. So. Oh man, he could. She could really be any age, sure. and she could maybe or it. She, it could. It could start off as a as a kid, and then gradually blossom into Jessica Biel over the course of the film, or early <laughs> on in the film. So it's like I, a, a growing robot. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> Do these robots... Well, you tell us, because yeah. in, in these original movies, does and the not robot... not quite human. He didn't... Well, the actor, I guess, kind of looked older, but I don't think he was supposed to. Oh, okay. Does the robot have, like, special abilities, like super strength, or... Yeah, he, he did, actually. He could run hella fast. No way. Yeah. Okay, so and what's... I, that's the only one that I remember, but I'm sure there are others. What Jessica Biel in this reboot... Um, As the creator of this world. But in, in my reboot, Jessica Biel is created by her inventor, mother, and father. Mm-hmm. And they both die. Oh. And then Did they die on or she, off screen? Is she implicated um, in this death? One of them dies on screen. One of them dies off screen. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> they won't be answered. Okay. <laughs> and what was she like... Being held captive, like was she not allowed to leave? She wasn't being held captive per se, but she didn't know that leaving was an option. Oh. Uh, now that her parents are dead, she has no reason not to explore outside of the confines of the house. Sure. So she ventures out into the world, and she's and she's n- starts interacting with people and realizing the differences between her and those people. Okay, I love it. All right. So she, up to this point, had never really met any other people other than her parents? Yes. Okay. And how long is she, like, how long had she been uh, alive, as it were, before she she gets out? Physically not long. Okay. Maybe a couple of months. Oh, man. But she has vast intelligence because it's been programmed into her. Programmed into her hardware. So that becomes a problem for her, too. Um having this intelligence but not having like substantial education from her parents on the uh, differences between her and other people and like her physical strengths and things like that so it, it she, does her intelligence mean she can like do math really well or does it mean she has like a encyclopedic encyclopedic knowledge of yeah she things? has she has artificial feelings, but for the most part, she doesn't know how to manage them. The knowledge that she has is technical. It's like, right. I know everything. I have this sure, database yeah. to draw from. But she hasn't cool. been really socialized. Yeah, so she's. it's a movie where the whole point is to see this computer learning in action, I guess. Ah. That is a, a very dope idea. And also, if you're casting Jessica Biel as the lead, she will certainly be learning about her attractiveness, <laughs> which could be... A, I'm just I am saying, sexy! I'm just saying, she would have to learn how to use that to her advantage or not. Yeah, I mean, in 
ex machina alicia v condors certainly yeah, does she uses her yeah. wiles she uses it in a very manipulative uh-huh. way uh-huh so yeah there's there's a lot of ground to explore over the course of many many films and and the idea is like she has human approximate approximations of human feelings but she doesn't she hasn't learned the context of them i'm just trying to figure out the the this kind of sliver of experience that she lacks that she's trying to gain in her well, learning I, I feel like it's much more than a sliver of experience if she's only been awakened well, for she, two months she has a lot of knowledge in that data brain of hers you know right but what good is knowledge when you don't know how to use it and when you don't know yeah. like you were saying classic you don't street know smarts versus book smart situation we got here i guess totally yeah i'm also now trying to think of a way to inject a little more excitement into this film so i think one route to go is that her parents are murdered oh. because some some company wants to steal and weaponize their ideas right. in some way right and then she'll be sort of on the run trying to figure out all of her feelings trying to figure out how to learn to exist in the world and also escape right. capture from some evil company or you could also oh. have you know depending on whether she the implication is that she's the first of her kind you could have you know groups who think that it is an abomination to have uh you know artificial humans walking amongst regular humans so i mean it would be it's the same basic idea of her being chased down but it's just a matter of who is chasing her down like yeah is this common knowledge that she exists and that robots walk among us or is she a, a big secret to everyone but this company i think maybe for the first film She's a secret to everyone except the company, but maybe in the sequel, this company has tried to recreate her in some way, uh, and that's when that's when people start to grow that concern about artificial beings walking among them. It's a real yeah, it gets leaked out by a, a reporter who could, become who becomes a a a friend to Jessica. You could also have yeah. So I I actually think the first film should end with her being captured. Oh man, that's bleak. Oh, that's a real cliffhanger. It's a, a bleak you get, cliffhanger. You got an arc already, and you're planning the franchise. So this is a is a very cool idea. Having not seen the original franchise that you're rebooting, it it's not very okay. Similar. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Like the experience, reboot. the the wacky experiences of a high school android are slightly <laughs> different than than the the life and times of a of an android whose creators have been murdered and is now on the run from shadow shadow governments <laughs> and people mercenaries trying to kill her. Yeah, it's a loose gritty reboot. Okay, but uh, just more of a conceptual reboot of a, a related idea. Yeah. It's but, a conceptual but, well, reboot, but at least it's a reboot. Yeah, who are we to lecture Luke? I mean, he knows what a reboot is. So he's the expert and all, you know. Oh no, it's fine. You guys, you guys took your liberties, and that's fine. I just want to point out that one of us stayed true to the idea of a reboot, reboot, and that's. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I would like to remind you that midway through your reboot you were pitching it as a third film in the series that was okay that was not midway through that was very early on it was it was early on we got we got kira in there pretty early (laughs) that's a valid criticism though i guess the one takeaway from this episode is that none of us really understand how reboots work except for luke Except for high and mighty, much, on his much, like, great much like the character in his movie, he has encyclopedic. The, the foremost expert on reboots. He has encyclopedic knowledge of what yeah. a reboot is, but isn't able to translate that into a coherent <laughs> reboot that actually stays true to the formula. Yes. He, he looks exactly like the star of your movie, and he thinks exactly like the star of his movie. I, I don't know. A lot of reboots out there are not that similar to the first. Like what? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, got you with the asking for a example trick. 
Uh, well, thank you for listening. Let's ship. Let's <laughs> you ship your idea first. Pitch hunters out there. Unless we're not shipping your idea, Luke. Uh, no, we're shipping Luke's idea. We can ship your guys's two ideas as a package. I want a monopoly deal. on the non-shipped ideas so that I can hoard them to myself. Okay. If it hasn't been shipped, that means I can pitch it again next episode. I mean, right? do you, do you not want to see my movie, Jacob? No, I do want to see your movie. I'm asking if you're shipping it because because yeah, you have to ship it. it. It's gnarly you're, as fuck. You're dude. trying to you're trying to end the episode <laughs> before shipping it. That was a purely procedural thing. Yeah, we really jumped the gun on that one. But well, but seriously, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, and where can they find us? They can find uh, us. Well, well our... there's a website out there called www.thepitchhunt. No, just pitchhunt.org. Let me okay. Let me say that clean. www.pitchhunt.org. You can contact us through our emails on that website. Info at pitchhunt.org. Jacob at pitchhunt.org. That is J A K O B at pitchhunt.org. Luke at pitchhunt.org or Will at pitchhunt.org. And you can find us on social at pitch underscore hunt. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Tell us. Stay pitch perfect. Ooh. There's the franchise. We should have rebooted Pitch Perfect. Well, um, it's still going, isn't it? <laughs> that doesn't mean it can't be rebooted. That's a good point. The example again of, of Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure they had already started the, the new reboot, Homecoming, while the Amazing Spider-Man series was still being made. Yeah. But And Ant-Man is just a reboot of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, stay pitching. Bye. 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 Bye.